This episode contains description of violence. Sorry, no sex in this episode, but we make up for it in spades in episode three. For a full list of content warnings, please see the episode description. Please, episode two, a Tales After Dark audio drama brought to you by the Tales of the Forgotten Fiction Network. Fuck. Tasha, love, you can put the gun down now. My hand rarely shook anymore, but it was now. Maurice gasped, tore me up. Seth sounded so disappointed. Evie was trying to help, but all I could do was make an enraged sound. I took a step closer to the woman's dead body and I... Hey, darling, it's all right. No, it's not, Evie. How many people did she get killed? How many? She won't hurt anyone else, Tasha. That's what matters. Is it? It has to be. We change the things we can, and only the things we can. I didn't lower the gun. I couldn't look away from the woman because I... I didn't want to look at them. I didn't want to see the disappointment on their faces because I... It is all right, Tasha. If you had not done it... I was going to. (laughs) Would have had to fight me for it. I closed my eyes. I wanted to scream. I wanted this pain to stop. I wanted to look at them. To be brave enough to just look at them, but I... I didn't. (sighs) Let's go. I opened my eyes and put my gun away. Avoiding all of their gazes, I got back in the jeep. We left that bitch's body to the crows and sped on. Where you going, love? Hey, you need to blow off steam. I'm with you. Let us watch your back, T. Please, Tasha, let us accompany you. No, please get out. I'll be back later. That's what I told them. They probably wouldn't be at the base camp when I came back. They were probably done with my shit. Gods knew I was. And the thought that they might not be there, that I might have finally driven them away. Fuck! I want in on a match. Tonight. They called this place Cliffhangers. It was an unsanctioned fight club, and by fight club, I mean fucked up people like me versus the kind of monsters my crew and I killed. In the protected cities, the organizations ran these kinds of clubs for their soldiers. They passed it off as training, but... Really, it was just another way to line their pockets. And rumor was that most of the organization's soldiers were immortal anyway. Lucky motherfuckers. You ever listen to please? <laughs> and you listen to please? <laughs> Bro, you need another shot of this, this death stick.
I fucking hated this place, but it wasn't the first time I'd been here. It smelled like blood, B.O. and the grotesque smell of the kind of creatures I wouldn't bump in the night. There was a center ring, closed off by manite reinforced glass that was secure enough, though six months ago they made the mistake of bringing in a creature that punched right through it and killed half the crowd before they took it down. I wonder how they covered that one up. <laughs> Tosh! What's up, girl? What have you got for me? Let me see. I can slot you in next match. No weapons, fists only. Hey, I'll just fire if you don't die. Fine. Put me in. And spot me two stems. Two, huh? Damn, girl. You sure? Yes. Give them to me. Okay. Whoa. It's your brain. Here you go. Good luck, babe. She passed me two vials full of a dark red liquid. Stems were a nasty cocktail that made the person superhuman for about 10 minutes. They also increased aggression, were addictive as hell, and had the high probability of killing you every time you took one. I stepped aside, leaning against a wall, and stared down at the two vials. If Evie knew, she'd kill me. She had been addicted to these things for a while before I found her, and... I'd helped her get clean. Marie would be so damn distressed. I closed my fist around the vials. Oh, I know who you are. You used to live in one of the protected cities. I remembered what happened to your family. Sad. Fuck it. I made my way to the back area where the fighters got checked in. Fuck me, Tasha? You fighting tonight? Ah, oh, how lucky am I? My skin crawled as I came face to face with Rodney. Rodney was a fucking tool. He ran a crew of meatheads with too much testosterone and not enough sense. I noticed the five guys around him were new. I wasn't surprised. He touted himself as a monster killer, but he usually got his crew killed. I remained shocked people still followed him, but outside of protected areas, Things were getting worse, and people did what they had to do. You're in my way. Hey, my bad. Make that money. I'll buy you a drink after. I ignored him and pushed past. I got checked in with the right people and took my spot near the door to the cage. I had no idea what I would be fighting. I didn't care. I just needed to hurt something. Something that wasn't me. Something that wasn't my crew. I set the vows down on the stool next to me and started taping up my hands. Please do not do this. What the fuck? I startled, turned around and was staring at Marie. Her beautiful brow was furrowed. She didn't look disappointed. She, she looked deeply concerned, determined, and a little afraid. Of what, I didn't know, but it pulled at my heart to see her that vulnerable. Marie, you shouldn't be here. She looked at me in silence for a heartbeat. Then she stepped closer and closed her gentle hands over mine. Please. I know you are in pain. In mourning. That you grieve for them. Can we not ease your pain another way? I am sure there is a way that we could find it. 
I... Did you come alone? No, I asked them to wait outside. I wanted to try to reach you. Evie is furious. Seth has a most serious look on his face. Before I could look away, I felt her hand on my face, keeping my gaze on hers. Come with us. Let us help you in another way. I'm just... I'm so fucking angry! Yes, with good reason. But it is not all you are. I have seen this. I know this. Perhaps the thing you need most to be reminded of is that you are not alone. We can help you. We want to try. Please. The reminder that I was not alone was dirty pool. A single tear spilled down my cheek before I could stop it. Marie caught it with the gentle touch of her fingers and very surprisingly kissed my cheek right after. Her lips were so soft and sent a jolt through me that was anything but anger. I looked at her and saw the faint blush in her cheeks. The courage she was displaying by being here. For me, I thought of Evie and Seth outside. My new family. I wanted them. I realized I was bone tired of self-destructing. I wanted them to help me get past all this. Maybe even start really living again. I took a breath, squeezed her hand back, and nodded. Okay. Marie's face lit up, and it was the most beautiful thing I'd seen in a long time. I smiled back at her. Aw, damn, this is cute. Anyway, you ready for your match, Tasha? I saw Marie tense, and I tightened my grip on her hands, hopefully to reassure her. I looked over her shoulder at Rodney. I'm out. They can get someone else to fight this match. Excuse us. Before I could finish, two of his goons shot forward and grabbed Marie by the arms, yanking her backwards, one of them pressing a pistol to her temple. That beautiful expression transformed into one of fear, and my rage was quick to boil right back to the surface. Get your fucking hands off her! <laughs> Fair's fair in here. You agreed to the match, and I've got a fuck ton of money on it. So either you fight, or I'll throw her in the cage in your place. I balled my hands into fists, eyeing the group, sizing them up, calculating who I can take how I would have to do this, if I could do this without them hurting Marie. In those quick seconds, I realized I couldn't take them all. Not alone. Not without Seth and Evie. Fuck. Fine. But if something happens to her- Yeah, yeah, we know. All you gotta do is hold up your end. I cast Marie an apologetic glance. I was even a little mad at the damn fool for following me into my own personal hell, but... She cared, didn't she? That's what people did when they cared about you. I wouldn't lose her. Not for my own mistake. I picked up one of the vials and drank it down. I pocketed the second one. I heard the distressed sound Marie made watching me. Rodney laughed, and they took her away. But quickly, all of that became a distant noise as the drug hummed through my body, making me feel powerful and 
sent my rage to a brand new height. I heard the announcer call my name, and I got into the cage. I don't remember much of the fight. That's what this shit will do to you. It was just one creature, something thick, and I remember smelled awful. I think it was slow. It's mistake. I think it hurt me once or twice, and that hurt, but the blows I landed were harder. It had weak spots, like like its eyes, its face, its throat. I remember the way it screamed and laughed when I tore it apart with my bare hands. I remember the roar of a cheering crowd, but I, I didn't give a shit about any of that. I had to get to Marie. Blinking the blood and sweat out of my eyes, I pushed people out of my way as I walked crowd side again, searching for Rodney, trying to temper down my rage. I felt boiling inside me. I kept repeating over and over that I couldn't kill him until Marie was safe. Marie had to be safe. She had to be safe. Yeah! Yeah! Tasha! 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 Oh, yeah! That's my girl! Yeah, get that money! Get that money! Yeah! Whoa! Oh! Oh! That was amazing! Damn, lady! Oh, when are, when are you and your crew gonna work with mine? Let her go! <sighs> I was thirsty as hell. There was a bottle of something on this table. I picked it up and I drank it. Yeah, about that. I got another proposition for you. Excuse me? Come on, lady. We could make a killing tonight. And I'm being an absolute gentleman to your girl here, so here's my plan. He started talking thinking he could deal and keep Marie at his side a little longer to get me to go do another few matches, I really don't remember. I wouldn't have been well-received to his threat had I not been jacked up. Drugged as I was, I was even less level-headed. He should have let her go. I pulled the second vial out of my pocket and swallowed down the tasteless red liquid. I heard Marie's warning shout, Truth be told, I remember very little after that. I know I threw a bottle at Ronnie's face, kicked the table into another guy. Someone was back on the chair. My fist did things. They did something. I broke another bottle and slashed someone's throat. I think it was Rodney's, but I couldn't be sure. I managed to get a hold of a gun, all the while shouting at Marie to get down, screaming in my rage. At some point, it all became too much for my body to handle and I collapsed onto the dirty floor. I remember seeing Marie over me. I remember hearing Evie curse, Seth shouting warnings, gunfire and screaming and chaos. After that, I sunk down into the black. And for the first time, I didn't really want to be there. We hope you enjoyed listening to episode two of Please. Join us next week for the Please finale. For real this time. Please is the first show in our Tales After Dark anthology, so we would love your feedback. What type of sexy content do you want more of? Less of? You can email us at theteam at talesoftheforgotten.com. Please remember to subscribe, drop us a review, and share this story with your friends. 
For a full list of our audio dramas and tabletop shows, visit our website, talesoftheforgotten.com. Please, episode two was written and directed by Crystal Storm. Sound designed by Hannah Cardiac. Tasha is played by T. Sky. Evie is played by Crystal Storm. Marie is played by Bunbarian. Seth is played by Gerald Ford. The Rude Woman is played by Guama Harstenell. Rodney is played by Adam Corman. Tasha's Bookie, played by Kay Riley. Guys in the Bar, played by the Dial-Up Movie Club. The 90s industrial track you hear in this episode was composed by Speed Force Music. Get custom music for your podcast or audio drama by checking out Speed Force Music. Check the link down in the description.